Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The game is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. And now, the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Burakovsky and Dunn with the helpers. Here's a shot score. Evander Kane comes right back for the Edmonton Oilers. The Edmonton Oilers with four goals in the third period, including that one by Evander Kane, the game winner with a minute 58 left in the third period. And the Oilers end the preseason with a 5-3 triumph over the Seattle Kraken. Thanks a lot for joining us tonight. Hope you're having a great Friday night. It's 9.54. Along with Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins for Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. So, Leon Dreisaitl winds up with a flurry of points in the third period, Rob, to be the first star tonight. Tyson Berry had a goal and an assist, and the Oilers, I thought, got better as the game went on. Still, at times, felt very much like a preseason game, but in the end, they get the victory and now can look ahead to the games counting in the standings. Uh, Yeah, 100%. I think there's a competitive spirit that you want to win every game, and you can saw the Oilers, as the game went on, they're care meter went up a little bit they played better but you also could see the lack of excitement when they scored goals uh you score a big goal at the end of the third period to go ahead like evander kane and it was kind of a half grin all right i have to go by the bench and pump fist i mean these guys when you've gone when you go as far as the others did in the playoffs it, it the emotion of those games to the drop-off of the emotion in these games is huge. Uh, They want to get back to where they were. They know that this is a must that they have to do. you got to go through preseason. Now they got 82 games to get back to the start of their parade to the the Stanley Cup Finals is what they want to get to. So uh, this was a game where they wanted to play well. They wanted to get the details done. The excitement wasn't there. But the bottom line is they got through healthy, and I think that's the biggest thing right now for the Edmonton Oilers. Be healthy going into the first game next week. Yeah, Yamamoto and Fogle didn't play because they're a little banged up. Maybe we'll get a further update from Jay Woodcroft when he speaks after the game, but neither man, uh, it doesn't sound like either. Well, we thought Yamamoto was going to play tonight, quite frankly. It doesn't sound like either guy is seriously injured, but the Oilers do get the the 5-3 victory, and yeah, you're right, Evander Kane, I I think he sort of put his hand in the air briefly. I mean, usually get a game winner (laughs) with a minute 58 left in the third period. Anytime in the regular season, you might be a little more excited, but the Oilers did, ultimately they got the win. I mean, obviously they got a funny goal with 4.33 left, Grubauer came out to play the puck and just shot it right into Dreisaitl's body. And Jack and Bob made a good point during the broadcast. If it didn't hit Dreisaitl, it, it would have hit Holloway. Yeah. I don't know if it would have <laughs> gone in, but it probably would have dropped to his feet and he would have slapped it in. So kind of a funny play there by Grubauer, who had a pretty good game. I thought both goalies were pretty good tonight. And again, another good cold tending performance uh, for the Oilers. I think they got eight 
games of good goaltending mm -hmm. in the preseason. Some of those games were split, and e even the younger guys who played were pretty good, and Campbell stopped 28 out of 31 tonight. Yeah, uh, solid. Um, normally, for, for you and I doing the, the preseason, we take a lot of phone calls with worried fans talking about goaltending, and uh, we've had a lot of unhappy fans with, with the decisions that were made in management about goaltenders brought in or goaltenders signed to contracts. Uh, we haven't heard that this year. Uh, everyone's excited that Skinner's getting his opportunity, and he was very, very good in the preseason. And there was an excitement about Campbell coming in. He's a likable guy that uh, has a wonderful work ethic, and he's looking for a breakout season with the Edmonton Oilers. The Oilers have got good goaltending. They had it all through the preseason. Uh, I, I feel, as a, from watching them, I feel confident as a, as a fan of the team that the goaltending is not going to be an issue for them. Uh, they're going to score goals. That's not going to be an issue for the Edmonton Oilers this year. They're going to score goals. It's just a matter of keeping some out of the net, and I think the goaltending is that they have this year is good enough to take them to the level they want to go to. Yeah, uh, we'll get into some, some of the individual storylines for the Oilers as we move along tonight. You're going to hear from uh, Jay Woodcroft and a couple players as we go along, too. If you want to get in touch, it's 780-496-0063. I, I, Seattle's going to be interesting to watch. Uh, I mean, they came out with more energy tonight than the Oilers. I mean, I, I did think the Oilers got better as the game went on, uh, but Seattle was busy around the net a lot. They clearly have more skill than they did last season. I, I don't know if that's going to be enough to, to make them a playoff team, but I think they'll be, and, and I know they won one of the three games against the Oilers last season, but they were, you know, a, a distant ex expansion-like team for most of last year. I think they'll be a tougher out this year. I, I don't know if they're a playoff team, though. I, I don't think they're a playoff team. I think where they lack is goal scoring. I think they are a team that will work hard. I think they're an energetic team. I think they got some exciting young players. Um, and uh, if Grubauer plays like he's capable, they should be in most games. I just think at the end of the night, they're going to find themselves uh, a goal behind. Just simply, they don't have uh, a superstar that you can count on game in, game out to get that one goal when you need it. So I, I do believe they're building for the future, and I, I trust Ronnie Francis to make the right decisions. But I still think the, it, it, it's a future for the crack, and I don't think it's a present with the team they have. All right, so the Oilers win at 5-3. The, now, the lines did get moved around a bit as the game went on, but for large portions of this evening, we saw dry settle between Holloway and Hyman. Very good. Uh, very good, and I believe that's what you're going to see next Wednesday. I think Holloway created some really nice scoring chances early in this hockey game. Uh, the line wasn't together as much late as Jay Woodcroft put Leon and Connor back together, but I thought Holloway just cemented himself. I mean... Just because he starts on that line doesn't mean 20 games into the season he's still going to be there, but he's going to be given an opportunity, and he deserves it. He was good in the preseason. All right, Jesse Pugliarvi, we've talked about him a lot. He got a goal tonight at the end of a really nice passing play. Uh, Pugliarvi from McDavid and Barry tied it at 2 at 4.56 of the third period. Pugliarvi's in the right spot. He was in on the forecheck on that play as well. Unfortunately, he did get a costly penalty in the last mm -hmm. four minutes of the game that gave Seattle the power play to tie it up. Uh, I thought I'll kind of put him in the same category as the team. I, I thought he got better as the game went on as well. I agree. Uh, there's always going to be uh, some decision-making errors. There was one on a, a back check. It was a three-on-three three that he turned into a two-on-one because he went to the wrong guy. And those are the things that cost him ice time in games. Having said that, that was his best game in the 
preseason. You saw the excitement in his game. And he's and we and I've said it a million times about Yessi. It's all confidence with him. He found a little confidence in the third period and he started making plays and started creating, started going to the net. Uh, when he lacks confidence, you see he'll, he'll take the 15 to 20 second shift because he just feel he bobbles the puck. Um, yes, he needed a, a big game. I think the way the lines were set up, if Yamamoto's healthy, yes, he would have been on the fourth line to start the the pre or start the regular season. Having said that, if the Oilers do go to an 11 and 7 start to the season. And you have Yessi Pugliarvi on your fourth line. That means Yessi's going to be getting on the ice with either Connor or Leon. So that fourth line becomes very good, and it's not that bad a spot to be if you're going 11-7 with the Edmonton Oilers. But Yessi Pugliarvi, if Yamamoto and Fogel are both healthy, I believe Yessi starts the season on their fourth line. Yeah, which is interesting because I, I don't know if he really fits there, and he doesn't. Well, he doesn't he'll kill fit penalties. No. But if it's eleven and seven, then that, it's a rotation, and he's yes. going to get to play with better. Players. Well, he'll, it, well, if if it's eleven and seven, it'll be with either Connor or Leon. Those are the two that are going to rotate through there. I agree. If it's a traditional twelve-six type of setup for the Oilers, he doesn't. He's not a fourth-line guy. But uh, Fogel was good in the preseason, and Fogel. McLeod and Nugent Hopkins played very well as a line in the preseason. So if uh, Fogel's healthy, I now just my opinion, I think that Jesse Pugliarvi will start on your fourth line. He will be in the lineup, but I believe he'll be on the fourth line with the ability to move him up and down the lineup as his play dictates. Oilers win 5-3 over the Seattle Kraken tonight at Rogers Place. On defense, uh, here was the defense tonight. Nurse with CeCe Kulak with Bouchard Murray with Barry. Is that Wednesday's... Well, lineup. well, that but it didn't. That's not how it finished, though. Murray played. Sorry, that's those are the six guys who played. Yeah. Yes, uh, Murray and Bouchard played most of the second half of the game together. To me, Murray has been very good in this preseason, and uh, starting the season, I think he's in your second pairing. I think he and Bouchard played well together. Kulak moved back with Barry, and I think that'll be your third pairing. So the six defensemen that played tonight have been the best six defensemen the Oilers have had in the preseason, and they're the six that will start on Wednesday. Yeah, I thought Murray was uh, solid. He's calm. You know, he's health, health for him. And I noticed yeah, he yeah. was a little more... Maybe not a. He was more active in the offensive zone tonight. I thought yep. as well. I was going to say aggressive, but that's probably a, a bit <laughs> of an overstatement. But he was a little more active in the offensive zone as well. And yeah, the experience, um, confidence, confidence, and I, I remember we had a, a caller last year say when I think it was when Kulak joined the team that Kulak was noticeably unnoticeable or something like that. <laughs> and I think if Murray has that type of game. You know, steady, do what you need to do, get the puck to who you need to get it to. That's that's going to be fine for his role. Yeah, I, I don't – he would be an, a low-event hockey player, a guy that makes simple plays, gets the puck on the stick. Uh, there was a, a couple plays. He, he boxed out well in front of the net. He, at some point, Broberg or Niemelainen may pass him on the depth chart, but they aren't now because he, he, he's, he's a 10-year pro that's played in just about every situation and injuries are the thing that has held him back if he stays healthy uh he's in the top six if not the top four for this edmonton other team and good on him he came here with a a, a low number contract and has went from what many thought was the seventh defenseman to tonight where he was in the top four. All right, so the Oilers win at 5-3 over the Seattle Kraken. It was uh, Sprong scoring in the first period. Barry replied in the final minute of the first on the power play. Great shot by 
Tyson Berry. Nugent Hopkins tried to set up Drysaddle for the patented one-timer. He couldn't quite get it off, so he gave it back to Berry, who just ripped it in. Uh, Beneers had the only goal of the second period. He's going to be good. Well, I think he already is good, <laughs> he, actually. He's, he, he could be great. Every time he's on the ice, he creates. Uh, you know what? He, he reminded me of Barzell. He's just always around the puck, always buzzing, making plays. He's not afraid to, to shoot the puck. Yeah, he, he is a fantastic young hockey player. It's going to be exciting to watch over the next few years. And then in the third period, most of the scoring, Pugliarvi from McDavid and Barry. That was an awesome passing play. And, and, and again, here's the thing, Rob. We, we referenced this earlier in the in the, in the the preseason. We, we, we get so ho-hum with the plays McDavid. But that pass he made, one-touch pass with his weight leaning away mm -hmm. from the, his target. Yeah, well, you've got to be very strong, first of all, to be able to do that. Uh, you also have to have the vision. Uh, and there's there's no chance for the defender or the goaltender to stop that simply because he's already got it off his stick before they've turned their head to look at it. So it was a wonderful play. And that's where, yes, he has to hang out. If he hangs out in that blue paint, you can't move him. He is a monster of a man that has soft hands. And McDavid just put it on the stick. It's not an easy play putting that in the back of the net from right there because you've got to turn it, angle it properly, and and he did that. So that was a really, really pretty goal. Then the dry settle with 4.33 left. That's the goal. Grubauer shot it in off him. McCann, big shot on the power play, tied it up with 2.18 to go, and it's thinking overtime. Well, no, Kane 20 seconds later from Drysettle and CeCe, and then McDavid into an empty net from Kane and Drysettle. And the Kane game winner, that was CeCe just dumped the puck in. And he shot it hard enough. It goes all the way around. Grubauer can't get it. Dreisaitl wins a race, as he often does, turns his back to the checker and says, I'm stronger, <laughs> so you can't push me over and you can't get your stick around me and fires in front to Kane. Well, it was nice when he, when he dumped it in. When CeCe dumped it in, Dreisaitl took a look and saw everything that was around him. He saw who was coming behind him. He saw where the defender was, and he judged where the puck was coming and just, as you said, used his body positioning. And once he turns, he absorbs. And you cross-check him, you hit him, it doesn't matter. He is still looking to make a play. And because he's capable of making backhanded passes uh, as good as anyone in the National Hockey League on their forehand, he makes plays defensemen are taught okay force him to his backhand force him to his backhand the problem with Leon is well you just put him to his strength uh, it was a nice play and again that's when Jay Woodcroft said you know what enough of letting Seattle hang around we're going to throw my best players on yeah. the ice and see if they can stop him and they can't uh, you've got the two best players in the world with one of the best power forwards in the world and when they're going uh, you saw what they're capable of doing and it was it's too bad uh, the, the third goal went in for Seattle Campbell had made a couple big saves just yeah. before that uh, while the Oilers were shorthanded. Then it came across to the other side. Uh, it was it was a good night. It was a good night for the Oilers. Everyone feels good about themselves. They go into the pre or to the regular season with a win, winning record in the preseason, uh, fairly healthy. Uh, this is uh, if you're if you're an Oilers fan, get excited because the Oilers hockey team this year they are a very good hockey team. Th that to me that's an interesting thing about Drysaddle because I'm thinking. For a defenseman, okay, if you look up and you see McDavid and you see, you know, he, he's facing you and you see the, the Oilers' crest coming at you, uh-oh, I might be in trouble. Nathan McKinnon, uh-oh, he's coming at me full mm -hmm. speed. With Dreisaitl, if I'm a defenseman, I'd be more worried if I'm going into the corner and he turned his back on me. Yep. Because then I'd be thinking, uh-oh, he sees something. And I, I, I don't see it. Well, and, and what he does, when you're, fa when you're facing a player, you can get stick-on puck. 
So when Leon's coming down on you and he's facing you, you can put your stick and you kind of mirror your stick to wherever the puck goes. So at least you can get a piece of the pass. Uh, if you get, go back and watch video of Yarmir Yager. So Yarmir Yager did the exact same thing. He'd be down low in a corner and he would turn his body. And I remember playing with him, he would say, okay, if you see, if I've got two guys on me, don't help me because that means now you're open. And that's what Leon's doing. He's trying to bring players over to him and he's surveying the ice because he can absorb it. Not many players can do it. Most guys turn your back. All of a sudden, the defender's coming in and smushing you up against the boards. But Leon's bigger and stronger than these other players, and he wants the defender to come. He wants the defender to hit him because whichever way the defender comes, he spins off the other way and makes a play. So, yeah, it is, it's tough because as a defender, you're doing everything right, and he still found somebody on the far side wide open. Okay, so the Oilers win 5-3. We're going to get to some of your phone calls in a couple of minutes, but first, here's head coach Jay Woodcroft. Hey, Jay, maybe just take us through what you saw here tonight in the preseason finale. Yeah, I thought it was a competitive back-and-forth game. Um, both teams had good moments. I thought they started well. We got better as the first period wore on. Um, both teams scored power play goals, uh, and it came down to the last few minutes of the game, and you know some of our top players made big plays and and uh you know it's nice to put the preseason to bed um and we're gonna have a practice tomorrow it'll be a, a good practice and set us up uh heading into a day off and then preparations will begin for for wednesday night would you agree that that was yes apoliarvi's best showing in the preseason yeah, he did a lot of good stuff tonight. Um, scored a big goal, which I think will help him and his, you know, feel good about his game and where it's at. But I thought he, you know, I even think going back to the Abbotsford game, he did a lot of good things. Got in on the forecheck. Was a big body, tough to handle when he was rolling around down low. Even uh, you look at the goal that was scored that he scored. It was started off of a finished check. And, uh, and then going to the net. So, you know, uh, I think when he was with, with Connor, um, you know, it, it brought out some of his natural skill set. Uh, Connor has a way of doing that for people. And, um, you know, it was a good line for us. He scored some big goals. You've put Dylan Holloway in a few positions with some of your top-end skill to see what he can do. Tonight was really stiff competition from an NHL standpoint. Was this a different level for him tonight and what you saw from him considering the competition? I, I liked him. I, uh, I feel good when he's on the ice. I thought he did a lot of really good stuff uh, with the puck. I, I feel like he has the puck a lot. Um, and I thought that line was dangerous. Probably our, our best line uh, for the first you know, half of the game. Um, and then, uh, you know, I thought, you know, he had some scoring chances. He made some plays. Um, for a young guy to see the level and how it's rising as we head into the regular season, I think it's great. What I like about Dylan is I think he brings a lot of youthful energy and enthusiasm to our group and to our team. Guys like playing with him, and he had a good game. Is there anything injury-wise, and I'm thinking with Yamamoto or Fogle, that potentially affects the decisions that you have to make for opening night, or do you think you'll have the roster that of guys that would be here? Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. We're we're you know not overly concerned um, why they didn't play tonight. They're they're a little bit nicked up, and we just thought it was in the best interest of them individually and us collectively to hold them out of tonight's game. Jay, going back to oh, just over here. Sorry, Jay, going back to um, to Dylan Holloway. What what 
do you like about him on that line? How does he complement uh, Hyman and, and Dreisaitl? Well, all three of those guys are big men, so they're they're big big bodies, and when they roll around down low in the offensive zone, I think they're tough to handle. I think um, what he's a powerful skater. So, you know, he plays a power forward type of game, which I think complements Leon. Um, and you know, anytime they've been together and. You know, Leon didn't play in Abbotsford, uh, but the previous home game against Vancouver, you know, they've been dangerous. So, uh, you know, we I moved some guys around at different points tonight to try and get a little spark, but um, I thought, like, as I said to Ryan, I thought that line was probably our best line in the first 25 minutes of the game or so. Holloway missed, like, 10 months' worth of action after, you know, what happened with his wrist there. Mm -hmm. You know, he also had a, another injury in April that kind of slowed him down a little bit. Is is there anything that surprised you about how he's been able to kind of pick up, like, you know, like there, nothing had happened in, in September this go-around? No, you know what? He put in a lot of hard work and to, in order to feel right. I think part of him feeling fully healthy and fully right was just time taking its course as well. Um, you know, his injury at the end of the year last year up in or down in Bakersfield, it was, it was a lower body injury, so it had nothing to do with his, his wrist. Um, so, you know, he put in a good summer. He should, he earned the right to feel good and he should feel good about his camp and, and where his game's at. I uh, just want to ask you about Jack Campbell and how you how you feel. He he kind of handled the preseason. He looks ready to go. And mm -hmm. what do you like about him going into the regular season? I like uh, how hard he battles. Uh, he battles hard on every puck. Never gives up on a save. Um, he made some big saves for us. I thought I thought they had the bulk of the first period. We scored a goal late. Uh, and then we kind of took the game over in the second period, but they had the chances they did have in the second period were great A's, um, and Jack was there. Um, you know, I think he inspires confidence in his teammates and his coaching staff. We talked a little bit about this with Tyson Berry in the morning about how Smitty was the best puck handling goaltender maybe of all time, and yeah. how does that change the dynamic a little bit with Jack? He can still handle a puck, but he's, he's no Mike Smith back there. Yeah. I would agree. I think Mike Mike Smith is the best puck handling goaltender of all time. He did some really special things. I think uh, Jack handles the puck very good, and um, you know, like, uh, does it change our schemes? Not necessarily. It's just, uh, you know, when Mike was there, he did some ultra special things that not every goaltender could do. I think um, the way we're trying to play the game. The pucks do end up going to our goaltender, and I think it's incumbent upon us as a team to make sure that we're rehearsed when it does. Okay, on the power play, over the course of the preseason, we've seen a few different looks, and I know that was definitely part of the coaching staff's intention. Do you feel like you were able to work in that rotation, you know, to a level where you're satisfied now through these eight games that things are going to be ready to go when the puck drops on Wednesday? Hope so. Um, you know, some of our, our big boys didn't play a game until you know, our fifth fifth preseason game, um, fourth or fifth preseason game. So, and, and they got one game out of the first five. So really, we've only really worked on it here in the last seven days. We're going to continue to work on it as we prepare for the regular season. Okay, that's Oilers head coach Jay Woodcroft after a 5-3 win over the Seattle Kraken to close out the preseason. I, I'm confident the power play will be pretty good. <laughs> And <laughs> so am I. Well, they're, the Oilers' power play is so good that they're going to have some really good players that don't crack it. Right. Uh, there's going to, I mean, Jesse Pugliarvi was a, a very strong player in front of the net on their power play. 
Uh, he's been booted off that because they got Hyman and Kane to do it instead. Uh, the Oilers will have a, a, a good second unit that's just going to see very limited amount of time. But there's going to be some pretty good players that are capable of playing on a power play here in Edmonton that just because the stars for the Oilers are so good, they won't have an opportunity to get the ice time they probably would de deserve and would get on other teams. But, yes, I do have faith that the Edmonton Oilers power play will be very good again this year. All right. 5-3 Oilers. Whenever they get to five or more in the regular season, we will turn on the Japanese Village Goal Light on 630Ched.com. That will allow you to print up a coupon for a free appetizer at Japanese Village. 780-496-0063. We have Rob standing by. Rob, thanks a lot for calling. Go ahead. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Right on. Hey, I just had uh, just, uh, just something I wanted to share and then something uh, a question for you guys. Uh, number one, it's funny... I really thought Jack Campbell um, was phenomenal tonight. And, you know, for a preseason game, um, you could tell like like he's bested, like he's in there, and he looked really good. I actually thought he should have been one of the stars. Um, my question is, and of course, it relates to Jack Campbell. I mean, we could go on about the other guys tonight, but I kind of wanted to focus on him a little bit. Um, how? Why does Toronto, so this is what I'm worried about, why does Toronto let go of a 31-9 win and loss goalie, 31-9, with a decent save percentage and everything else, and they just let him walk? Um, because, like, do they know something we don't know or what? Because the guy looked really good tonight. Yeah, I think, I think for them it's it, cap is a lot of it. I mean, they wanted to, they would have loved to keep Hyman as well. But they just couldn't afford him. I mean, you got to remember Toronto is. I'm just double checking the numbers here. They're paying Matthews 11.6, Tavares 11, uh, Marner 10.9, and then Nylander just under seven. Morgan Riley's getting seven and a half. They're spending 6.4 million dollars. Uh, uh, well, I guess that's about what the Oilers are playing because Skinner's not not making a making a bunch, but. I mean, they are like they're right up against the cap as well. So for them to pay, you know, Campbell, uh, you know, if he wanted five or something like that, five and a half, it, it, it wasn't going to work. So that's I think that's a big thing for them. He's a you're right. He's a pretty good goalie. His stats the last two years are excellent. They are. Yeah. I honestly I I have no idea why they. I, I'm guessing it's cap. I, I mean, the one knock, if there's a knock against Campbell, I don't believe he's won a playoff series yet. No. So, I mean, there's one thing that he's got to prove this year. He's got 82 games to get to that uh, that time of year where he can, can prove some critics wrong. But uh, I think the Edmonton Oilers are quite happy with the way that it turned out in Jack Campbell and Zach Hyman. A couple of ex-Maple Leafs are now part of their organization. Yeah, I mean, his, his second half of last season wasn't as good. I believe he missed a lot of games. I think it was in March he didn't play a lot because of injuries. So... Uh, I just double checking. Yeah, he's getting a raise of 1.65 from the Oilers from what he was getting for last season. So, but but I mean the Oilers got Hyman and and Cece and Barry was a Leaf at one point, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Campbell. We are Toronto West, <laughs> and the Oilers are very happy with all the players that I thought. Uh, Tyson Barry had a nice game tonight too. I thought. Uh, He's a guy that his name was thrown around quite a bit in the offseason, thinking that he might be gone because they would need some cap space. 
he's here, and I think the Edmonton Oilers are a better hockey club with him on the team. I think he's, uh, he scored the nice goal. He, he, I thought he had a nice playoff for the Oilers last year, and I think he's continued here in the preseason, continuing to play well. Yeah. Oilers win at 5-3 over the Seattle Kraken. Okay, McDavid, Holloway, and Campbell postgame reaction all coming up. We're happy to hear from you. What do you think of the preseason? What do you think of uh, what would your opening day lineup be? There are some little decisions to be made. It looks like everybody's going to be healthy. 780-496-0063. This is Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 chair. Curls it back to Don Burkowski, a one-timer save, Campbell, and then the second save with a right pad. Here's Everly getting it back and shooting a one to have it tipped wide. Yeah, the Kraken were busy at times, but Campbell had a pretty good night. He makes 28 saves. The Oilers win 5-3 over Seattle. That was Campbell's save of the game for Crystal Glass. Call 310-GLASS or visit crystalglass.ca. Down to the dressing room. Here's Campbell. What did you think of this uh, last sort of tune-up for you? And uh, yeah, just so many new things, city, uh, locker room, and how you kind of felt the way things have gone for you. Yeah, I think the team's playing really well going into the regular season. Um, it's always tough knowing it's right around the corner, but I thought we focused and got the job done against a team that came out and played really hard. So nice to see uh, the urgency there in the third and scored some big goals and got it done. What did you kind of have in mind regarding what you wanted to accomplish in just getting yourself settled and set and, you know, preparing to be that number one netminder heading into the regular season? Yeah, I mean, just some details in my game I wanted to focus on and obviously get to know the, the guys in front of me and uh, thought we did a great job together in the preseason and now we get to have some fun during the regular season. First time with a new team, uh, you've had some games in the preseason. What's the, you know, kind of if you can bring to words some differences, like when you're behind this team compared to your last team or teams, what are the differences you see? What's it like being the Oilers goalie compared to other goal, other teams goalies? I mean, I'm just focused on being uh, the Oilers goalie and it's a good question. Um, you know, tough to say. I think, if anything, there's some, some similarities between um, Edmonton and Toronto. Uh, just the uh, explosive offenses and obviously, uh, you know, guys were laying their bodies on the line in Toronto and, and here it's no different. Guys were doing a great job all night, um, the whole preseason actually, and uh, blocking shots, playing hard, and I think we're all ready to uh, get at it in the uh, regular season here. Eight's enough time to play regular season hockey. What's that? Eight preseason games is plenty, oh. do you think? Like you're ready to go here? Oh, absolutely. I think we're all just ready and chopping at the bit and excited to uh, get on the ice again tomorrow and get ready to uh, rock and roll. You, uh, you tap your teammates on the pads probably more than any other goalie I've ever seen. Like You'll make a save and you're tapping teammates on the pads. Have you, have you always done that? Why do you do that? It's just... I mean, I feel like everybody else does it, and I've just done it my whole whole career. Um, you know, I think it's starting to get more attention because of the Canadian markets I've played in. But um, you know, they do it to me all the time, and um, when they make a good play in front of me, it's always nice just to have that camaraderie. It kind of keeps you loose, and uh, that's that's that. They appreciate the love. Yeah, I mean, I appreciate it when the boys are laying their bodies on the line and, and 
you know, getting pucks out and playing hard in front of me. So, uh, least I can do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jack, how would you kind of rate uh, your first preseason with the Oilers and how it all went, and how much of an adjustment was it for you? You know, you're working with the new goaltending coach, new coaching staff. Maybe take us through that. I mean, I think it's been a smooth adjustment. Schwartzy, uh, you know, he's just such a great guy and great coach, and um, you know, I'm fortunate to have had Stu and, and Picks here uh, as the goalie partners, and you know, us all working together to get better. It's been phenomenal, and uh, I think we're all feeling good and the team's feeling good and we're ready to roll ready for wednesday can't wait there's jack campbell well spoken upbeat he's excited he's it's, ready to go it's funny i i have not been around jack campbell but i have talked to a number of people and it's almost well actually it is unanimous everyone talks about him in a very positive light he's a good guy to be around fun to be around very positive influence on on his teammates uh he's the kind of guy that you want to play for that you when you really like somebody that's a teammate you want to go out of your way to make sure that you do everything possible to give them every chance of success and i think the edmonton Oilers are excited about jack campbell here being here and i'm pretty sure that jack campbell's pretty excited about being part of the edmonton oilers uh, it's going to be a fun season and i think jack campbell if this Oilers team is going to have success jack campbell and and stuart skinner are going to have to be good and i have full faith that they both can be yeah 5-3 the oilers win it tonight over the seattle crack and, and he did make some good saves unfortunately a couple times this game after he made a, a good save yeah. the, the puck went in on him because the oilers weren't able to 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 clear it up but he looked very steady looked very comfortable played the puck a couple times not I don't think we're ever going to see another Mike Smith, but he got out and tried to start a couple plays. He's probably right in the middle of Smith and Koskinen. Smith <laughs> being the best we've ever seen here, Koskinen possibly the worst. He's right in the middle. He moves it well. He makes good decisions. Uh, you don't see him stepping out and snapping a pass all the way down, hitting someone in stride at the far blue line. But for a defenseman, all you want is a goaltender that puts the puck in a spot that you can get it safely and move it out quickly. And we've seen that over again, over and over again. And the one thing that you like about a goaltender, when he comes out, he looks confident. Right. And I think that's the biggest thing. There was times, and I, and I have all the respect in the world for Miko Koskinen, but there were times when he left the ice to get the puck, or left the net to get the puck, you cringe. You're like, oh, no. Oh, no. Is this going over the glass? Is it going on the other team's stick? You don't feel that way with Campbell. You just think he's going to make the nice, simple play. And I think you see that time and time again with Campbell. It's just a simple play that allows the defenseman to move the puck out quickly. All right, so the Oilers get the 5-3 win over the Seattle Kraken. We're happy to hear from you tonight, 780-496-0063. You will also get the post-game reaction from Connor McDavid and from Dylan Holloway, who, all told, had a very, very good preseason. And uh, he's, he's going to be here on Wednesday. We don't know who he's going to play with, but can't see uh, that he's not going to be here. we got to give you the 10.30 news and weather. Hope you're having a great Friday night so far. Rolling into the long weekend here. On 6.30, Chet, the Oilers will practice tomorrow at 11 and then uh, likely be off on Sunday and uh, back at it for practice Monday, Tuesday, all getting ready for that home opener Wednesday at 8 against the Vancouver Tops. Back in a couple of minutes, this is Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Chad. Taken off the plexiglass, stolen away by McDavid to Kane. Dry sidle to McDavid. The net is empty. Now it's not. Connor McDavid scores. 5-3. Empty net goal. The empty netter, McDavid from Kane and Dreisaitl. So those guys on the ice for a few shifts, and they were extremely productive. We saw them out late in games last season, Rob, after Kane joined. And pretty good lineup to have out there because, you know, Kane's actually a pretty good defensive player, kills penalties sometimes. Dreisaitl can win face-offs and win puck battles, and McDavid's the fastest player in the league. So that's a, a good combination to have forwards out when you're trying to preserve a lead and get an empty netter to put away. And there's been a lot of talk. Well, I've been talking about it occasionally. I'm sure other people talk about, you know, can McDavid get to 50? Can Dreisaitl maybe, you know, get to 60 some year, maybe this year? I, I think they have chances, and I've, I've said because I think empty netters are one reason why. Yes. First of all, I do think scoring will be up in the NHL this year. It climbed a bit last year. I think it's going to climb a little more. The power plays, first of all, power plays around the league are good. Jack made a great point one night with me on Inside Sports. That we, I think we looked back 10 years, and there were two or three power plays that were over 20%. Last year, it was about half the league had a power play over 20, and as we talked about a couple days ago, the Oilers have been around 27, 28, 29 the last three years. So the Oilers should score power play goals. I, th- I think scoring will be up overall, five-on-five mm-hmm. five included, because of the skill in the league. Um, I-, I think the standard of being a good goaltender will be a little different. Uh, I mean, Campbell led in three. He was very, very good. Well, it used to be if you yeah. you know led in three, oh, well, I don't know, how can you let in three? And also, if, if the Oilers do have a good team, and we expect them to have at least a, a decent team, um, there's the opportunity for empty netters. You know, so, I mean, when Dreisel, the first time Dreisel got to 50, he didn't have an empty netter. Which is amazing. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. Well, I'm going to throw this out there. I'm gonna, I believe that Connor McDavid will score 10 empty net goals this year. What? I think he's going to score 10 empty net goals. I think the Oilers. I gotta check the league, the league record now for most in a season. I'm just the. You Oilers. actually had my jaw hitting the floor. Well, it's because you're laying on the floor doing the, the show here tonight. So. <laughs> it, very relaxed. It's. I, I do. I think the Oilers are going to be a very good hockey club, which they're going to have a lead late in hockey games a lot. Connor McDavid is on the ice. Leon, Leon likes setting up empty net goals more so than scoring them. And we've seen that over the last couple of years. If he has an opportunity to pass when he's when the net's empty, he does. And it's almost unfair when Connor's on the ice because uh, Leon just puts the puck in an area and says, "All right, go get it, Connor." It's like playing fetch with your dog. Throw it out there. The dog's gonna go out there. <laughs> and that's Connor. Mc- no one can. When the puck is put into an area, no one's gonna catch him. And Connor McDavid's gonna go in and score into an empty net. So uh, it's a lofty goal, but I think Connor McDavid has a chance to score 10 empty net goals this year, which to me. If Connor McDavid set his mind to scoring 50 goals this year, he will. 
and uh, he's getting closer each year. And I think there's a very good chance of him scoring 50. That would be a league record. What's what is the record now? Nine. See, there Ovechkin you go. last year had nine empty net goals. Pavel Bure in 99-2000 had nine empty net goals. Keith Kachuk in 96-97 had eight. Well, I'll give you everybody that's had seven or more because it's not as huge. Now, I I don't know if this is tracked um, back. I, I put in back to 19. Well, they didn't play as many games, though, so you wouldn't get as many empty netters. Uh, so four guys have had seven empty netters in a year. Andre Svechnikov for Carolina had seven last year. Yeah, I wouldn't have guessed that. McDavid had seven last year. So he's only, oh. three, only three more. Michael Grabner had seven in 17-18. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to remember something about this player. Was it Mario Lemieux? Wait, I probably set him up all seven of them. Mario Lemieux had seven in 88-89. That was your... One of your many big years in the NHL. <laughs> the biggest of all your big years. Yeah, I had there Okay, was a so lot of big McDavid ones. had seven. That's I'm, I'm the most an Oiler has ever had. I'm predicting 10. I'm predicting 10 empty netters and 50 goals That's for Connor McDavid. Like, that is a great prediction. We had Tony call in the other night, and he just asked us for our hot takes. And we were like, well, I don't know. I don't even know what a hot take is. but I think it's something somewhat outrageous like that. I'm not sure. And I don't consider it outrageous. I think 10 goals. I mean, if, if Ovechkin can get nine... Connor's got a little bit more speed than Ovi, so I'm going to say 10. And if he's playing out there with Leon in the last minute of a game, he's going to get ample opportunities to find an empty net. Gretzky had six in 83-84. Gretzky had five in 86-87. So only on only three occasions has an Oiler player scored five or more empty netters in a season. Wayne's got two and Connor's got one. What about empty net points? This is fun. Well, McDavid has the uh, record for empty net points in a season. Last year, seven goals, four assists. That's weird. Gretzky wouldn't have it. I would have guessed that too. Because he would have think there. Although be just times he. Then again, he's probably they're winning by four or five. So the other team never pulled their goalie. He did score a big. Well, that's empty true. Net. He did score a big empty yeah, net goal once in his career. Yes. But yeah, yeah, that's a good point. If it's six three or eight one, the other team's not prop, not pulling their goalie. No. So yeah. So I'm I'm throwing that out there. 10 empty net goals for Connor McDavid and 50 goals. That is a heck of a pick. i got to ah, write this down. On <laughs> right? the scribbler, which I'll lose tomorrow. Well, and yeah, you got to remember this was after the last preseason game. <laughs> well, I'll remember that one. And, I'm pred- and the Oilers, I'm predicting, will win their division in regular season. Okay. So there you go. I just threw a couple predictions out there. <laughs> and normally, I, I've, there's been years where I predicted the Oilers wouldn't make the playoffs, but I've, I'm pretty... Pretty confident this Oiler team is uh, a team that is going to make a lot of people happy here. Well, over the they, sh- they should have a good team. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, I personally, I think they should have a very good team. Yep. I don't think I'll call them great until they, they win a Stanley Cup or make the Stanley Cup final because I've been hesitant to call them that the last couple of years. Well, I, and they weren't quite a great team. No, they, they, they're they, got the, they have the potential to be great. They are a very good hockey club. That uh, and, and all teams that are, are, are trying to win a Stanley Cup, one of the big things is health. Yes. You have to have health to be able to win a championship. Having said that, the Colorado Avalanche went through some pretty big injuries last year, even in the playoffs, and yeah. were able to win. That shows you what depth does for you. But, yeah, I think the Oilers have a very good hockey club. I, I think they are a top four or five team in the National Hockey League, and if you're in the top four or five teams, 
couple bounces in the playoffs and you can win a Stanley Cup. I think the Oilers now are at that point with the team they have over the next, you know, three, four years. They should be legitimate Stanley Cup contenders each of the next three, four years. Well, I, I mean, they're positioned... They, they should be in the playoffs. I, I don't think that's well, they're gonna, the... they're going to win their division. Yeah, you think they're going to win the yeah. division. I mean, they, they should be in the playoffs. Um, if you look at the Pacific Division, uh, I don't. we don't think Seattle is quite there. We don't think Anaheim is there. San Jose probably won't be very good. Uh, Vegas, who knows, but I, I don't think... They're going I, the wrong I, direction. I think they started to go in the wrong... No, they had some injuries last year, yep. too, then they, then, but they also got rid of some good guys. Some very good way, hockey players, along yes. Along the way as well. Uh, you know, I think L.A. is going to be a tough out. I mean, it could be... This would be fun for the old Smythe Division people. It could be Edmonton, Calgary, Vancouver, top three spots. I like L.A. still. The head of Vancouver? I do. I do. I... Yeah, that's my Vancouver after they got Boudreau, though. That was a 108 point absolutely pace. Absolutely, 100. Yeah, I, I, Bruce Boudreau is a, a very, very good coach. Um, I just, I, I, I don't know. I, I like LA. I like the way they play, and the fact that LA did what they did last year with half their team missing for most of the year. They had no Drew Doughty for the last couple, last month of the season last year, and won enough to get into the playoffs. So, uh, Vancouver, hopefully, Vancouver pushes. I'd love, love to see three Canadian teams in this division make the playoffs. All right, let's check the scoreboard for Edmonton Trailer. Looking for parts, service, rentals, or new and used semi-trailers, head to edmontontrailer.com. Oil Kings get their first win of the season on the road. 3-1 against Spokane. The all-Edmonton battle in Canada West hockey. McEwen beats the U of A 4-3 in overtime. Wow, that'd 50, be... 51-25 were the shots for the U of A. They play again tomorrow at the, Clare, at, uh, the downtown arena here. That would be a huge, huge upset. Uh, congratulations to McEwen. That's a, a big win for that program. In the uh, CFL, Hamilton beats Saskatchewan 18-14. Baseball playoffs, Blue Jays lost 4-0. These are all the first games of best of three series. Cleveland over Tampa Bay 2-1. Philadelphia beats St. Louis 6-3. And the Padres hammer the Mets 7-1. Blue Jays play at noon tomorrow. Did you see that St. Louis game? They were winning 3-0 going two, into the ninth inning. 2-0. Oh, St. Louis got one back in the oh, bottom of the ninth. Oh. Yeah, but the Phillies got all their runs in the top of the ninth. And I thought I saw... I thought I saw something like Cleveland-Tampa Bay was the quickest game, playoff game well, since, I heard, since I heard Jack and Mooner were talking. It was like two hours and 12 minutes yeah. or something silly like that. And there was an NHL regular season t- game today in Prague. Predators beat the Sharks 4-1. So the regular season has started. That like surprised me. Went over a few yeah, that surprised ago. me. I did not know that. And all of a sudden, they said the first goal of the National Hockey League season. I'm like, seriously? Apparently, I missed that memo. All right, let's go down to the Oilers dressing room. Here's Connor McDavid. Happy to get the preseason underway. Just give me a thought on, on what you guys saw and what you liked and, and how ready you guys are for Wednesday. Yeah. Um, you know, I like that we won. You know, that's always a good thing. You know, I think we found a way to, to win a couple games where we didn't have our best. Um, you know, I thought Sue played a, played a great game. I thought uh, we did just enough, which uh, ultimately is not, not going to be good enough when the, when the real bullets fly. So got a couple days here to regroup and looking forward to getting it going for real. seemed like your line mate, Yesipo Yarvi, also had a pretty good game tonight. What qualities does he kind of display when he's kind of playing at his best? Yeah. Um, I mean, Jess is a, a big body, you know, um, skates well. Um, you know, he's at his best when he's playing physical and, and getting in on the four check and, um, you know, winning pucks back for his line mates and going to the net and banging them home. Um, you know, that's what he did tonight. Is there excitement about this team? There's excitement about this team around the city, and the, but there is around the league as well. How, how do you guys feel going into the season knowing now that you, you are capable of getting to where you got to last year? Yeah. Um, 
you know, obviously um, we feel good about our group. Um, we got lots of uh, have lots of different pieces. Um, you know, we're excited to get it going. I know, you know, everyone's excited to, to get the regular season on the way, and you know, we're no different. You know, there's 32 teams that, that think they got a shot, and we're one of those teams that uh, you know that thinks so. When you look at uh, your camp, I mean, just not, not points or anything, but just, you know, what you wanted to work on uh, now that you're through it and getting ready for the season, kind of how you feel individually. Yeah, Gene, it's, um, you know, you're trying to get through camp healthy first and first foremost, so let's check. Um, you know, you want to make sure your game is, is where it needs to be. And, you know, I like some parts of it. I think there's parts I can definitely continue to work on, like uh, like any season. So um, I feel good where I'm at. Um, I know you don't want to have guys hurt. You may be missing a few guys tonight, but is it almost good in a way to kind of have guys play with different guys and maybe try some things out the last game before the wildfire for you? Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a long season. Um, there's going to be injuries. There's going to be different guys that need to step up. And, you know, we had a couple guys out tonight, and, um, you know, I thought uh, that everyone did, you know, what they were what they were asked to do. And you know, that's ultimately what you need in, a, in, a, in an organization. And, you know, I thought we had a great showing from um, a lot of different guys that uh, aren't going to be on the opening day. But um, I think you'll see them at some point, you know, kind of throughout the year when, when those injuries do do pop up. Not ideal on a game night here, Connor, but it's the first time we've talked to you since this week and the happenings with Hockey Canada and the hearings. Some sponsors have pulled up, some pretty high-end sponsors. You obviously have ties to the organization. What do you think about what you've seen here over the last couple of days with regard to Hockey Canada? Yeah, um, you know, first and foremost, um, you know, I'm thinking about those who are most affected by this. Um, you know, with that being said, though, you know, I'm not part of the day-to-day -day with Hockey Canada. Um, I can't speak to any particulars or anything like that. Um, you know, I know it's an ongoing investigation with NHL and authorities, and, you know, my single hope is that... Uh, it's uh, investigated thoroughly, and um, you know, we get some, some, some answers to, to some of those questions. Yeah, that's obviously a, a massive ongoing story. Uh, you know, Nike uh, pausing its partnership with Hockey Canada. We've seen Tim Hortons, Scotiabank, TELUS, Canadian Tire, a uh, bunch of provincial federations obviously uh, questioning or, or changing their relationships with Hockey Canada along the way. So that is uh, definitely an ongoing story that Connor was asked about there. I also want to mention today uh, our condolences to uh, the family of Dave Dryden, who was an Edmonton Oiler in the WHA, WHA from uh, 1975 to 1980. And he, Rob, in 1978-79, Dave Dryden passed away at the age of 81, former goaltender, Ken Dryden's brother. In 1978-79, in the WHA, he did something very unique. Do you know what it was? I do not. I asked. By, I had a trivia question for Bob last season when I was doing a quiz for Stoffer. He won the top goalie in the league and the MVP. Wow. That's pretty good. Heck of a goaltender. Do you think stress in that family for the mom and dad sitting in the stands, they got two goaltenders as kids playing net? And they did play against each other in the NHL. So they, they did. They did do that. And I was reading today. Dave Dave Dryden also played a hand in designing goalie masks for for safety, uh, as his career went on as well. So he passes away at the age of uh, 81. The Oilers win 5-3 over the Seattle Kraken. You'll hear from Dylan Holloway. This is Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 chair. Oilers will try to catch the Kraken in transition. Grubauer threw it right off Holloway and into the net. Holloway and 
Dreisaitl were bearing down on Grubauer. It might have been German to German. I think that went off Dreisaitl. Yeah, it did go off Dreisaitl. That made it 3-2 Oilers with 4.33 left. They would go on to win 5-3 over Seattle. Evander Kane would score the game winner. Dreisaitl and Holloway both go into the net. Grubauer came out to play the puck, shot it, hit Dreisaitl, went in. If it hadn't hit Dreisaitl, would have hit Holloway. Not sure if it would have gone in, but they probably would have had an empty netter. Kind of a funny play, but the Oilers get the victory. Whenever we bring you the adjustment of the game throughout the regular season, it'll be presented by Pro Drain Text for peace of mind down the line. Uh, Rob, quickly, we're going to go downstairs to Holiday, uh, Holloway in a second here. Uh, three practices for the Oilers. So it looks like tomorrow practice, Sunday off, Monday practice, Tuesday practice. Um, is there anything that you think that you could say about like the nature? Will one of them probably be shorter, one longer, one more? You know. Um, I, I think the tomorrow's will be more teaching. It'll be longer, uh, and that allow them to have the day off the following day. Then they'll work on specialty teams. They'll work on details, uh, just little things, things that they want to make sure don't get out of hand. Uh, as the season goes, starts getting going because all of a sudden practice time becomes very limited. Uh, I think they just want to make sure that everybody is on the exact same page. Where you go on a face-off? Where you go on a forecheck? If this happens in the game, where do you go? Uh, how to support people? I think the Oilers uh, have done a pretty good job. I think Jay Woodcroft gets his point across. The players have learned it very well, and I think the players are excited. And this is the best time to practice because everyone's in a good mood. Everyone's excited. So no matter what the coach throws at you, you're excited to do it. All right, let's go down to the dressing room. Dylan Holloway. I feel like that's definitely a big part of uh, this level is being able to distribute the puck. Um, obviously, in the previous levels, you kind of just carry it up the ice and you want to you be able to do it all yourself, but I think it's really important to, uh, to use your teammates, and especially for me, they're established NHL hockey players and best, some of the best players in the league, so giving them the puck and then just trying to get open is probably my, my best bet for now. You've, you've, you've cleared all the hurdles so far to get to this point, but now, obviously, it gets another level yeah. for the regular season, I guess. Just give me a thought on, on elevating your game even more to to the regular season. Yeah, I think it's another step I got to take. Um, obviously, like I said earlier, the regular season's a step up from preseason, so uh, got to be ready for a faster pace. And uh, I don't know now, now it starts, so now it's time to get going. Have you, I mean, we always you kind of pinch yourself. I mean, this stuff's coming fast and furious. Yeah. I know you debuted in a conference final, but camp's been a lot, right? You arrived, yeah. Skates, Penticton, and so on and so forth. I mean, you're kind of going, wow, this is happening fast, but I like what I see. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely is happening fast. It's it's weird at camp. It's like it flew by, but it also felt like it was forever, too. So I'm just excited uh, for it to get started. But, but yeah, it feels kind of crazy to like, finally be uh, like scratching on the door, so to speak. Do you find, like, when you get thrown into the playoff game, the, the, the game was moving way too fast, considering you hadn't played any games, whereas going through whole camp here, it slowed down just a little bit? For you. Yeah, I think for sure. I think being able to get that experience through camp and then kind of use my way into preseason games definitely definitely helped me like confidence-wise as far as the pace and then uh, yeah, the Western Conference game well, obviously that's a good team we're playing there or we were playing against uh, some high-end players on that team so obviously the pace is a little bit a little bit faster but yeah all right that is Dylan Holloway pretty impressive preseason for him as the Oilers win five out of their eight games and now get ready for the regular season all right so here's what we have coming up tomorrow on 630 Chad for live sports we got the Elks game 
They are at Winnipeg. It's a 3.30 for the countdown to kick off. The game is at 5. Brendan Escott, Morley Scott, Dave Campbell, Blake Dermott, all part of our crew. Uh, the Elks are still mathematically alive for a playoff spot, but they uh, they absolutely have to win tomorrow. So we'll see how that goes against the mighty Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Our next Oilers game broadcast. It's the first game of the regular season. It's on Wednesday. It'll be a 6 o'clock face-off show, and the puck will drop at 8 o'clock. Thanks to Troy Bowler, our game day engineer here at Rogers Place, and to Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer back at 6.30, Ched. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Happy Thanksgiving. Oilers beat Seattle 5-3. Thanks for listening to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line.